Hey, it's Bev, and this is People at Work, their podcast brought to you by Jostle. And at Jostle, we are helping engage, enable, and celebrate employees everywhere around the world, and hoping that that will lead them to having more successful workdays. So at the same time as building technology, we really need to understand what's going on at work. And as we all know, a lot has changed at work in the last 18 to 20 months. So I'm delighted to be having a conversation today with Jeff Watts, who is the Global Vice President of Human Resources for Wilson Sporting Goods. And Jeff is here today to talk to us about his perspective on hybrid, how to keep employees connected and everything in between. So, hey, Jeff. Hey, thanks uh, so much for having me today. Awesome. Well, we've got a lot to dig into. We had a, a, a pre-chat uh, a few weeks ago and we were both uh, really talking through how much has changed at work. So perhaps you can give us your perspective on where we're headed with hybrid in particular. And we'll go from there, digging into some of the other themes that we've agreed to talk about today. For sure. Well, I, first off, I think it's important to acknowledge that for a lot of people through the pandemic, uh, hybrid hasn't existed. Right. We have uh, service workers, warehouse workers, manufacturing workers that have continued to, you know, go in, um, you know, e-commerce has never been bigger for, for people. And, you know, guess who is, you know, still working physically, you know, side by side other people in order to get those goods to others. So I, I know, you know, we're, we're going to talk about hybrid, but we have a huge proportion of our workforce that are still you know, very much working side by side uh, in order to manufacture the product and and, and get it to market. So I, I think it's really important to acknowledge them. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I was thinking about this the other day, just around all of the conversation that is centered around how much work has changed is really focused on office workers. And we are, you know, not focusing on a, a huge part of the the working market that is actually not able to work in a remote or dispersed manner. So um, it provides an an additional layer of complexity for those of us who are in people roles to be thinking about how we keep people safe and engaged and plugged in right now. So um, let's talk a little bit about your circumstance there. So you've obviously got people who are are traditionally in an office, in one or more offices around the globe, Mm -hmm. and then you've got your production manufacturing staff. So how have you managed to keep those two groups of people connected over this time and working productively in a way that's actually keeping them safe and healthy at the same time? Yeah, you know, it's, it's proved to be really challenging, Bev. Through this, the need to be in regular and constant communication with our, with our people has never been more important. Um, but figuring out uh, what to say to whom and when um, has presented, uh, I, I'd say more challenges, um, because this, you know, this, this, this conversation around hybrid, you know, if you're speaking with employees that haven't experienced hybrid, uh, it actually comes across really negatively, um, because, you know, for them and, you know, uh, their families, you know, they've been exposed, you know, to, you know, COVID every day, they're, they're going out into the, into the world and, uh, you know, taking, taking those additional risks. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really hard. Um, so speaking about hybrid in a really intentional and thoughtful way, um, has been really important, um, for Wilson, you know, we've really been in a, an experimentation, uh, mode through this, uh, right when it started, uh, to be, 
you know, brutally honest, we had no idea how, how to manage. And we were figuring it out as we, as we went. And what I'd say is our employees, uh, really showed us how it would work. Um, you know, they stay can stay committed to, you know, uh, getting incredible product to market and, uh, they didn't let anything get in the way of, um, of that dedication, uh, to excellence. So they, they really showed us that, uh, you didn't need too many rules or, you know, guidance around hybrid work. Um, they just needed to be clear on what am I accountable for? Um, they wanted to feel supported. Um, and, and with those two things, uh, they felt empowered to get after it and, and produce great things and, and really, you know, so it's, it's really leadership support of people, uh, that I think unlocks people's potential. Yeah. So there's two things that I wanted to pull on in that, um, in what you just shared. So the first is, um, this idea of fairness is really going to become quite pressing for us as we have different kinds of workers in different kinds of settings who've got access to different kinds of things. And I feel like we were, you know, we were already struggling with inclusion and belonging and equity in, at work. Um, how do you feel we're going to be able to tackle this new layer of potential unfairness that is arriving with the hybrid work mode? Yeah, I think it always comes down to the individual, right? So, uh, each, each person in each moment, uh, uh, feeling as if they're being treated fairly. Uh, that's, that's the key. So, um, you know, what's, what's the problem, what's the opportunity, um, and making sure that we're like in those conversations with each person in order to, to solve for their need, for the business need. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not simple. Uh, but you know, when you, when you have trust with your people, um, there's, there's enough goodwill that they're going to flex and stay agile to move around with you. Um, and so that, for, for me, that trust is the, is the key component. Yeah. And how do you build that trust with your different layers of, of management or supervisors throughout your organization? Like what are some things that you might be doing that would be focused on that in particular? Right. Uh, my very first manager uh, described it as a goodwill bank. And when he first told me about that, I was like, oh, sorry, what do you, what do you mean? And uh, he described it as you need to be constantly making these deposits um, of goodwill with your, with your people in order to build trust. And it's it's during the moments where something is changing or something's going faster or slower or in a different direction than you otherwise thought that you actually make a withdrawal from that goodwill bank. But if you have a positive balance, well, then everything's okay. Then your people trust you enough to, to go along with that, with that change faster, slower, different direction. Um, so the key there is for, for leaders, for managers, for, for people to always be constantly thinking of how can I 
constantly, relentlessly, you know, build trust with those around me. It's not a one-shot thing. It's actually like a daily practice. Yeah, I like the simple accounting of that. It, it's pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> um, so one other thing you said that I wanted to ask you a little bit more about is you, you talked about helping your people stay focused and accountable and feeling empowered. Um, to what extent does that relate to helping people feel like they're connected to your greater purpose so that they're actually doing something every day that is part of the greater good or bigger than themselves? Like, was are you a very purpose-driven organization at Wilson? Yeah. So our, our purpose at Wilson is to empower every human to live like an athlete. And um, that purpose, uh, live like an athlete, um, to be honest, can throw people uh, sometimes when they don't really understand that concept uh, to to a negative place. And um, that the simple way to think about it is those the, the characteristics of an athlete. What what makes an athlete? So it's this like intrinsic dedication, this the seeking of excellence, this pursuit of excellence, this unreasonable optimism. And those characteristics of an athlete, um, uh, we believe um, there are, uh, you are an athlete, I am an athlete, everyone around us is an athlete, and it's about unlocking uh, that potential in each person. Um, so um, what I'd say, we are absolutely a purpose-driven organization, and we're centered on unlocking that, that potential within everyone. And, you know, the, the key to that, just like everything is helping each person connect with that purpose to draw meaning from it and to, um, uh, make sense of it. And it's going to be different for everyone and everyone's going to be on a different part of that journey, um, towards that of both, you know, understanding and in, in pursuit of, you know, uh, achieving it. Um, and that, that's okay. And our goal is to, to help people wherever they are in their journey um, to, uh, to help achieve our organizational purpose. What I'm really hearing from you loud and clear is your focus on individuals, right? Like you've said on a number of occasions that it's about an individual's choice or it's an individual's needs or an individual's understanding or articulation of something. So I would imagine within your organization, that is going to become even more important as you need to strive to help people be more connected and plugged in to their teams and to the broader organization as a whole. So let's talk a bit about connection because you did mention that in the beginning that, you know, communication was, was really important to you and keeping people close and connected mm -hmm. was really key as the pandemic has unfolded. So that stuff is kind of hard to do in practice. Like it's one thing to say, let's connect people and communicate more, but actually doing it, it can be kind of hard. So do you mind giving us a few examples of some of the things that you've done at Wilson or in other parts of your, your career where you've really excelled at connecting people in the workplace? Yeah. I, I think that that is one of the most challenging um, things that, that we've experienced and probably like the global you know, world has experience. And I actually think like that directly relates to like the great resignation, you know, that we all hear about it and are experiencing as well. Um, you know, people spent their norm was, you know, going into an office, 
having coffee with a good friend at work, you know, sharing a story. And, and when the pandemic started and that stopped, you know, people weren't having those, you know, coffee collisions and those encounters and weren't sharing a, a, a laugh and a story. And, um, that stopped overnight. Um, so therefore like a whole bunch of connections that people I think took for granted, you know, were just removed from their day-to-day norm. Um, and there wasn't this like, do this instead, uh, you know, create these random encounters, you know, uh, every day go through your, your contact list and call one person, right. And just, you know, see how they're doing. It's like, now it's like in, in concept, it sounds like so simple and so easy. Um, but when it all started, it was like, you know, we still had work to be done and like, okay, let's, let's get the work done. And we, I think we lost sight of how important connection is to our day-to-day, like as human beings. Um, and I mean, that's been the bright spot, I think coming, I mean, we're still in the fourth wave, but you know, uh, as, as we, as we dip down and things get better and you start to have more connection with people, everyone really comes alive. Like they really recognize how valuable it is to meet in person and how we can actually get so much done in person. Um, but then they also love being able to like work at home and like do focus work and get things done. And so I think like through this, one of the bright spots, uh, is, is going to be, um, uh, figuring out this, this new balance at the individual level, like how can you best do your best work? What is it that, you know, what, what, uh, where, when, how are you going to do your best work within the system, you know, of, of uh, jostle, uh, how are you going to, to do that? And that's what we're discovering now. Um, and you know, going back to what I said before around the individual, like it really is at the individual level, like, you know, different people like different amounts of interaction and need different amounts of connection. And, you know, so our job is to help enable that and make it okay for people uh, to make sure they're getting what they need, um, you know, through this. So I, I completely agree with that. And I, I think one of the concerns that I have is those organizations who were just really in the suspension mode where they were forced to put their people into uh, remote work situations, but they are adamant that that is going to end and they're going to mandate their people into offices. And obviously we know that, you know, people are leaving in droves from organizations. We're seeing the data. You were talking about the great resignation. We know people are dissatisfied with the way things used to be. So my question for you is what, what advice do you have for leaders who are resisting this change that is inevitable and that is really being driven by individual employees? And we need to recognize that the power that employees have has shifted into their favor. So what advice do you have for leaders who are saying, no, go back to the office that was then, this is now, we need the, we need the old way of doing things to be back. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I read those articles about certain organizations that are you know, approaching it through, through that lens. And it's, it's not my place to say what's right and, and what's wrong. Um, what I'd say is um, I am so inspired 
by how our Wilson team members have taken this on and have produced just incredible results uh, through this, uh, you know, despite uh, the challenges. And um, I think like they've shown us that like not only um, not only is this uh, you know a, a great way, I, I think that this is like the the best way for us to unlock our full potential. Um, and we're you know we're still experimenting with it. I'm sure it'll evolve. You know, three, four, or five times. It's not uh, you know there's there's no end of this. We're going to be constantly learning and constantly listening and um, uh, trying to do better for our organization and for our people. Um, and I think it's it's really important to keep our ears open um, and to be listening to that feedback and and yeah, really just to stay agile. Um, this is this is still you know very much something that's changing every day. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's the the mask mandates or the, the restrictions. Um, you turn on the news one morning and things have completely changed, right? So, um, we have to just, like you say, remain flexible. And and I think the other thing that we really are calling on leaders right now to do is just be honest about the fact that we don't have the answers. You know, nobody actually knows how to run a fully organized hybrid workplace. It's something that there's no rule book for, right? And even though there were definitely organizations who were dispersed before the pandemic or working in some sort of half and half mode, um, they were a very, very small number of people. So um, now that we've got this mass of people to, to continue this experiment with, and hopefully one day we get to have this experiment in normal circumstances, not against the backdrop of a global pandemic, um, because that's going to be completely different too. Like what it looks like when there's no more pandemic, if there ever is one, <laughs> that state, right? So, um, you know, I'm I'm personally excited about the opportunities that we've got here to change work for good. And I, I'm hearing the same from you just in the way that you're thinking through this. Well, I, I don't think there's a, there's going back um, the habits. It's, um, I mean, I can just think about my myself and this and, you know, be able to uh, go for lunch with my wife um, you know, be, before when I was, you know, in the, at the office every day, like that, that didn't happen. And like, how wonderful is that, that we're able to, you know, have that connection, you know, I mean, while our daughter's at school and we're, we're able to, we're able to do that. Uh, that's, that's, that's so nice. And so I think it's about making the best of the situation. Um, and, uh, it, it's going to be different. Um, and, and, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's embracing the difference that's the key there. And I was thinking when you were talking about how proud you are of your team and how everyone has really embraced this and taken this on as a challenge to adapt to change through this. And I think Jocelyn has been quite similar in, in that respect in that we were not a fully remote company before March 2020, as you know, I don't think you were either. And like many others, overnight we went to remote mode. But there was always this view that, well, we actually need to be in person to be creative, to be innovative, and to be productive together. So we'll make do through what we need to do to keep everyone safe, but ultimately we think we need to be back in the office. And, you know, kudos to our senior leadership team. As time has unfolded and we've actually seen people rise to the challenge and take on things in a way that 
I don't think they would have achieved the outcomes if they were not forced to find a different way to work together. And we've now completely revised our position on needing to be in the office. So we are embracing a hybrid model going forward. Um, we are remote capable, but we will maintain our office so that people can have that in contact, in-person contact that you were talking about. But we're letting everyone make their own choices. Um, you know, we're even going as far as letting teams decide when they should be in the office together, if they even want to be in the office together. So um, it's a completely different way of thinking for us. And I think it's, as you've really um, stressed through the time we've had here this morning, um, it is about those individual needs and letting people control their day and integrate their life with work in the way that they want to, not dictate to them how to do it. Um, so I, I don't know if you have any other perspectives on on the, the connection piece in particular. I, I do want to step a little bit into the great resignation side of things mm -hmm. and get your thoughts on that. Just one comment as you were talking there, I I when I, when I think about like the 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 what, the old way of working, uh, this like this concept of the nine to five. Kind of, um, I just asked the question like, whose brain shuts off at five p.m. Like, it's just, that's not how work is done anymore. It's, it, it's probably been like a whole generation where work hasn't been that way or maybe even much longer. So this, this whole concept of like, I'm working, I'm not working. It's just, that's not real. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're accountable for results. We're in, uh, accountable for delighting our consumers. Where you know, that's that's where the value creation is, um, and so it's it's about like how do you how do you maximize that? How do you optimize that? Um, that value creation, and um, I, I think that this enables that. I think this 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 new hybrid work that enables people to have that flexibility. Go, you know. I'm going to spend a couple hours thinking about that and it's going to be intentional. I mean, I'm going to have no distraction and that's going to get, you know, we, we had a, we have a, a new racket or, or, or v, a V8 or a eight version of our blade racket. And that was released a couple months ago and like it's, it's flown off the shelves. And I think about like what maybe during the pandemic enabled that actually to like be the success that it is like at this point in time. Um, and like, I, I just wonder, I wonder about that. And it's not to say that it wouldn't have been as successful, but like, I wonder if it's more successful um, because of this. And I mean, you can never do an AB test on it right now, but, um, but uh, I think the results speak for themselves right now. Well, and it's, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that because I, I read a paper the other day about how we are now starting to question or how some people are starting to question whether we actually need to be in person to be creative and innovative. And the data is actually showing that people are, are able to be more creative um, when they're actually working on their own and they get into their flow state and they're more engaged with what they're doing when they choose to do it. So. I think it's going to be really fascinating to see. I mean, we obviously need more information to unfold over the, you know, the coming months and years, but we're just in such fascinating times and really unleashing human potential, right? I think is what we're, what we're doing here. Yeah. And it's like, um, so I think about myself 
in that. And like, I, I actually, if I, if I think about brainstorming in, in years past, like I, my favorite moment in time was around a whiteboard where like gathered around the table, there's like five or six people and we're just like spitballing ideas. And like, I, I love that. And I thought through all this, that I was going to like miss that. Um, but I've had so many of those experiences over video where we've had, you know, uh, this ability to create ideas that have been incredible ideas. Um, and we've been able to, uh, perhaps, uh, leverage different diverse perspectives from other locations around the world that we probably wouldn't have leveraged, um, because they weren't like physically in the room. And now it's like, we're not limited to that. We can like. We can include yeah, everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a huge unlock for me in terms of like what's possible. Um, and you know, even when I think about like communicating to our teams, like, you know, well, everything needs to be a digital first communication, like forget about, you know, in-person first is like a, a medium. Of course there's going to be in person, but you know, what's the first medium that you think about in terms of you know, um, uh, interacting with your, your people. I mean, it had better be digital, um, or else you're going to leave people behind and you're not going to include them. And, you know, that's just not going to be very helpful for, for anyone. Yeah. I think that is an, an interesting switch around the, the priority there meeting the demands of, of all people, not some people I think is going to be very important for us as we, we go forward here. I want to just touch on one quick thing. Um, you were talking about people being excessively creative and productive in unusual modes of working and not necessarily expecting that people switch off their brains at, at they switch it on at eight and they switch it off at five. That doesn't work. Um, but one other observation that I've made is that it's wrong to think that because someone is in their seat between eight and five, that they're being productive and that they're being creative. So like, can we switch this around to just say, well, be creative when it works for you? Like, yeah. why wouldn't we embrace that, right? Yeah, I'm being, so I, I totally agree, Deb. Um, I, I also think, and I, I think speaking to this transparently is really important. Um, that this, this new way of working has also been incredibly stressful for a lot of people, right? Because it's, it's new, um, everyone's trying to figure it out. And, you know, without those natural barriers of, I'm, I'm not in the office, you know, uh, do I still need to be working? Do I still need to be accessible to my uh, leader? If they message me, do I need to respond? Like, so there's, there's all these new, new things. And so we, we absolutely need to make it like, okay for someone to have, um, their own barriers, their own, um, to, to give them the space that they need, um, to recover, however they, you know, need to recover. And, uh, you were, we're still very much figuring that out. Um, and I think it's especially hard because we have such dedicated people, right? People that are like, so committed to producing great results, um, that it's been hard to say, like, it, it's okay to, uh, to, to disconnect. It's okay to you know, take time to go for a run or, you know, do what you need to, um, 
to, to have your balance. So it's still very much a work in progress. Yeah, and that ties nicely into the next question I have, just as we're wrapping up here. You've talked a lot about the individual focus, how we should be communicating, we need to be empowering. Um, we need to make it okay for people to set their own guardrails around what works for them in their workday. Um, what else could we be doing to try and get ahead of this tsunami of, of the turnover that's coming, the you know, great resignation, whatever you call it? We're feeling it everywhere. Um, what are you doing, maybe one or two things, to really double down on retention in, in your workplace? Yeah, I think, like, first off, I think for probably for you and I, and for, I think a, a lot of people that are reading the news, it's, it's very front and center. This you know, this great resignation. I think for, for a lot of people, I don't know if there's that, that high level of awareness, um, about, about this. And I think, um, that there's a, a great quote uh, that always comes to mind on, on this topic and people think that the grass is greener, um, I truly believe that the grass is green, rewater it. And, um, so it's a, it's a constant, um, for me, inward look at what can I do as a, as a leader, as a person to, you know, to, to water the grass around me and to help, you know, help it be as green as, as possible. And, um, I think through the pandemic, it's been a harder to do that because it's just, it's, it's different. It's a change. You know, the sense of connection that we talked about earlier is, is decreased. So that loyalty that someone actually felt to their friend in the office, to their colleague that they talked with every day, that, that loyalty is decreased. And maybe that made up like 20, 30% of their job satisfaction. And they, they don't have that anymore. Um, so they think, that, you know, going somewhere else is going to bring them that. And, and I, I think like with the change of work, I'm, I'm not sure if that's what they will get, you know, um, across the street. Um, but I also believe that like, it's up to each person to figure that out. And, you know, so uh, it's us as leaders and as an organization to, to create like the best possible place where people can do their best work, um, and to help them to see that. You know, we have a very clear vision and we have a very clear strategy. Uh, we, we want them, you know, um, to contribute to it. And, um, and, uh, um, so yeah, I, it, it's a hard, it's a hard topic, but I think, you know, looking inward at what can we do each and every conversation, um, to, to deliver on what that employee needs. That, that's, that's the key, um, you know, and, you know, if we do that relentlessly, you know, we'll have more, we'll have more retention because we're, we're removing those like root cause obstacles as much as we can, um, to, to create an organization that people want to be part of. Well, here's to lots of green grass within the confines of each of our yards <laughs> and lots of people watering that grass. <laughs> if we extend that uh, that metaphor so wonderful Jeff thanks so much for the time uh, you've given us a lot to think about here um, you know I'm just remain inspired by the work that you're doing and thank you for for being such a human-centered leader yourself and uh, yeah all the best to you and the team at Wilson wonderful hey Gav thanks so much for having me it was great to be part of this 
Thanks for listening to People at Work. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. We'd love to get this material into the ears, hearts, and minds of as many listeners as possible and would really appreciate your help. Until next time.